Good morning. Isn't it, to, isn't it good to be in the Lord's house? Yes, it is. I am glad that y'all are here, and I am glad that uh, that the Lord is here with us, and that you are, if you're watching online, hello and good morning. We're glad that you are here. If you came prepared to stay for first Sunday meal, great. That's wonderful. I know that there's food out there already, so... Yes, and if you have not planned to stay, hey, change your mind. Come on, stay with us and, and eat some. So uh, we have, in the announcements we're scrolling this morning, they'll be scrolling during our uh, fellowship time. So uh, y'all know who to bring you stuff for. I've, we had a, a bunch of boxes, so thank you so much for all those shoe boxes. Uh, yes, so bring your boxes bring plenty of toothbrushes i won't repeat why we need plenty but we're gonna send a bunch of toothbrushes this time amen so bring a bunch of toothbrushes and and floss if you want to buy those little um toothpaste tablets uh any that i've seen are kind of expensive so um but if if you want to buy some toothpaste tablets that but that's the only kind of toothpaste that we can see in because it's solid so no mouthwash, no toothpaste that's liquidy, but uh, any of any of the tablets or flossers or, or toothbrushes. Today, uh, okay, yes, <laughs> we're staying for first Sunday meal. I'm trying to remember all our announcements because I forgot one uh, next month is um, the crisis training at Grace Covenant. So if you'd like to participate in that, it's at, it begins at 8.15 and it is till 4.30, I believe. So it's all day thing. But if you'd like to participate in that, uh, we are we do have some people who are going so we can kind of all head out together if you'd like to. Just, uh, I say, let us know, me or mom or I, I think that a couple other people were planning to go. Sister Robin was planning to go. So we'll we'll work out a time to kind of get together. Any other announcements? We will certainly let you know. I was um I was talking to somebody this past week that we I don't know if y'all have noticed, but we've had timers. Uh, yeah, <laughs> trying to get us on on time. We've had timers, we've had new backgrounds. Yes, and we have we have different things for. Uh, I need to <laughs> need to show you how to get to them for the website. All these different things for social media. And I was talking to somebody this week, and I was like, "We have all these, we have all these capabilities, and they're free. We've we've had them, and you know, just communicating with that person about using some of them and that sort of thing. And and the thing is, we've had them." We've had them for as long as we have had our church website, which is a really long time. But we didn't access them. We, we hadn't, for whatever reason, we had not accessed them. And that hit me. As soon as I texted that person back, we've had them this whole time. See, when we have Jesus... When we've accepted Christ into our hearts, we have access to love and to joy, unspeakable and full of glory. We have access to peace that passes understanding. We have access to all these things 
that we need that we could desperately use but sometimes we don't reach out to get them sometimes we don't keep that in our mind sometimes we don't remember that we have access to that so this morning whatever you need whatever you need the Lord is able to provide and if you are his child today if you're not then then we will give you the opportunity to become his child and you can get anything that you need from him but if you are his child you belong to him you can have anything anything that he has Amen. Let's sing this morning and go to the Lord in prayer. Ask him to have his will in this service. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your goodness. You are great and greatly to be praised. You're mighty and powerful and strong. We thank you that you are Yahweh. (laughs) That means that you are I am. You are anything that we could possibly need. God, that you, you have made a covenant, not just to be in the past, but to be right now, anything that we need, to be in the future, anything that we need. And Father, we just take hold of that right now. We call out to you as Yahweh. We say, Lord, we need joy. We need peace. We need strength. We need victory, God, and we understand that we can have it because we are your children. Lord, we just call out to you for that right now. We just, we reach out for those things that we need. I pray for each and every person who has come here with burdens and cares and needs, God, those who have come in with physical needs, mental, emotional, those who are struggling in such a real way and things that that maybe they haven't even been able to speak, but God, we just trust that you would take care of those things right now. God, for each and every person who's watching online, we pray that you would give them strength and encouragement. Lord, we just ask that everything that we say and do today would honor you and please you. Lord, we just lift you up and give you glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I searched the world, but it couldn't feel me. Man's empty praise and treasures that fade were never enough. But you came along and put me back together. Every desire is now satisfied here in your love. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing. Nothing is better than you. So I'm not afraid to show you my weakness, my failures and flaws. Lord, you've seen them all and you still call me friend. Because the God of the mountain, he's still God in the valley. There's not a place your mercy and grace won't find me again.
Because there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing. Nothing is better than you. Lord, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing. Nothing is better than you. Sing, you turn morning to dancing. You turn morning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can. Sing that again. You turn morning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can. You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who can. Only one who can. Nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing. Nothing is better than you. Lord, there's nothing. Better than you, there's nothing. Better than you, Lord, there's nothing. Nothing is better than you. You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who can. You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who can. You're the only one who can, only one who can. Everyone needs compassion. A love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness. 
the kindness of a Savior, the hope of nations. Savior, you can move my mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, heroes and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. So take me as you find me. All my fears and failures And fill my life again I give my life to follow Everything I believe in Now I surrender Lord, I surrender, Savior he can move my mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Shine your light and let the whole world see through his singing. For the glory of the risen King Jesus, shine your light and let the whole world see through His singing. For the glory of the risen King, Savior, He can move my mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever, author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave, that Jesus conquered the grave. Savior, He can move my mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, he rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We praise your name, Lord. We lift you up, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are good. You are good, Lord. You are good, Lord. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus, there is power in the name of Jesus. 
to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. You're the all-sufficient sacrifice, so freely given, such a price bought our redemption, heaven's gates swing by cause there is power in the name of Jesus yes there is power in the name of Jesus Yes, there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain, to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. And there's an army rising up. There's an army rising up. There's an army rising up to break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain because there is power in the name of Jesus. Yes, there is power in the name of Jesus. Yes, there is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. And there's an army rising up. And there's an army rising up. And there's an army rising up to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain Cause there is power In the name of Jesus Yes, there is power In the name of Jesus So break every chain Break every chain Break every chain 
there's <laughs> we were gonna do a we're gonna do an we we're gonna do another song um and we may do it at the end of the the uh service i don't know but i want us to do that song again because even before service and and this these songs have been a uh, uh, friday uh during the day you know when i was over here playing these songs and <laughs> And even this morning, talking to someone, saying, there are people that I'm praying for. That I'm praying that bondage just be broken. That I'm praying that chains be loosed in Jesus' name. And I know that it's possible. I know that everything is possible because He is Yahweh. He is Yahweh Nisi, the Lord who gives us victory. And so, this morning, instead of the instead of the fourth song, we're going to do this song again. And I just ask you, if you have someone in your life that you're praying for, if there is something in your own life that you're praying, God, break these chains. If it's addiction, if it's depression, if it's anxiety, whatever it may be, if you have chains, God can do something today before you leave this place. So we're going to sing that again. Oh, Jesus, we praise your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, we praise your holy name. Oh, Jesus, we praise you. Oh, Jesus, we praise you. Oh, Jesus, we trust you. We believe in you, God. God, we know that you're speaking to us right now. We surrender, God. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Yes, there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. You're the all-sufficient sacrifice, so freely given, such a price bought our redemption heaven's gates swing wide cause there is power in the name of Jesus Yes, there is power in the name of Jesus. Yes, there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain, to break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain 
And there's an army rising up. Yes, there's an army rising up. And there's an army rising up to break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain because there is power in the name of Jesus. Yes, there is power in the name of Jesus. Yes, there is power in the name of Jesus. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. He can break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. And there's an army rising up. And there's an army rising up there's an army rising up to break every chain break every chain break every chain because there is power in the name of Jesus Yes, there is power in the name of Jesus. And there is power in that name, above every name, to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Heavenly Father, we just right now, we want to give you praise we want to just dwell in your presence god break chains today break chains today heavenly father have your will in this place heavenly father have your will in this place god we want you to come down now in a strong and powerful way there are those who are struggling there are those who are hurting over their families over their own needs God we just trust you right now we surrender to you right now whatever you want to do Holy Spirit break us down do something in us God we need you this morning Heavenly Father we, we're not trying to rush you Holy Spirit we are not trying to rush you have your will in your way in this place have your will in your way in this place Heavenly Father we surrender to you now Heavenly Father, work and move in this place. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, we need you. God, there are those. If you are struggling this morning and you need prayer, if you need, if you'd like to be anointed and prayed for, if it's for healing, if it's for 
mental or emotional needs, whatever it may be, if you need or to stand in on behalf of somebody. I don't, I'm not trying to manufacture anything, I promise. I just, I feel like sometimes the Holy Spirit wants to do things. And, and we don't give him the space. And I just want to do that today because I believe that he is here. I want to I want to honor that to say that I believe he's here. I don't want to just rush through. So if you need prayer.
And welcome to the Cornelius Church of God. Hadn't it been good to be in God's house this morning, for goodness sakes? What I've noticed, 
and I hope you have too, is in our praying and in our prayer request and all that stuff. Our family is important. Uh, I don't know if there's anything hardly more important than our family. We want them to see saved, want to see healed. We went to my brother-in-law's house yesterday and had a meal with him, Parkinson's disease, and he was just not doing well. And uh, you find out how important people are. What I want us to do to encourage each other is, is when something good happens, let us know. If you'll let us know, that will encourage us so that we can even pray more about it. And I think God will bless that. It's time to receive our tithe and offering if our usher will come at this time. Brother Jordan, will you pray over the offering this morning, please? Oh, bless the name of the Lord. Thank God for his glory and his presence in this place. He is in the house. Hallelujah. And yes, it is good to be in the house of the Lord and to bless his name. And if you've missed it today, those of you that are watching, you're missing a wonderful thing. I just trust that the Lord's presence is right where you are while you're watching this. Amen. He is good. Hallelujah. Amen. James Merritt this morning said there's one word that he believes that has been a forgotten word, and that word is repent. Some people say, I'm sorry, but do they repent? Now, repent is more than just being sorry. If my people, which are called by my name, 
will humble themselves and seek my face. Now here's the repent. Here is the repent. And turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. Oh, glory. Have we not heard from heaven this morning? <laughs> then will I hear from heaven. And I will heal their land. And I'll forgive their sin. Praise God, that's so good, it's so exciting, makes me want to pray. Do you have a request for prayer today? Yes. Thank you. God, you... the Lord. you're doing for Colson. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're blessing, and, and River needs special prayer. All the boys of Sister Hager needs prayer. She's asking prayer for those <laughs> that are hers and that she loves. It's so good. And Angela. Now, let's be careful that while we pray and we name the word and the name Angela, that God don't touch every Angela around. Praise God. I like it. I like it. I like it. Brother Mike? Yes. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Brother Hager. Pray for his family. Amen. Sister? Pop-Pop's back and the rest of what she said. Oh, sinus is okay. All right. Sister Julie, prayer request. Surgery's Wednesday. Let's pray for that. The Lord will help her. And uh, the anxiety that goes with a situation like this. Another prayer request. Do you have one spoken? Amen.
God, yes, Sister Joan's great granddaughter, and and what God has already done, and how He's blessed, and and thanking God for sure for how that He has blessed doctors and medicines to help, but they don't go as far as God can go. <laughs> Hallelujah. And they don't know all that God knows. So we thank God for His presence in those times. Amen. Thank you, Father. Another prayer request at all. Anyone? Then you have a request by lifting up your hand. God sees and He understands. Oh, God, touch them. Would you stand with me? Let's together call on the name of the Lord today. Heavenly Father, how great, how glory. <laughs> how great is our God. How great is our God. Father, we love you today. We thank you for your goodness and your presence. And what you have done in this service right now, today. Thank you how you've blessed and you've broken chains. And Lord, I pray that other chains will be broken before this service closes. God, that we might receive that that we seek of you. Father, I pray now for all needs by those of us who we lifted our hand. Lord, you know what's going on and you know how to help. There are things that we don't speak of but yet you know about. And I pray that you would take control to bring deliverance and that you would break change. Yes, amen. Father, I pray for those special needs, wretched sinuses, pop-ups back. God, show up real big in the name of Jesus. Request Sister Dora has the other needs that were other than mentioned. Father, please show up big and bring deliverance and blessing according to your riches. And I pray for Sister Julie's surgery uh, coming up Wednesday. Go before her, go with her, and make all things good. Because every good and every perfect gift comes down from above. The Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness, neither a shadow of turning. Do a special work, I pray. Holy God, Angela needs your help, Lord. Please show up. Do good things in all of Sister Keller's boys and special needs been mentioned this morning. Brother Mike's family. God, I pray that everything that they need is delivered of the Lord today. Would you do a special work in the name of Jesus to bring victory and blessing. Holy God, for every individual here today, God, would you touch and bring deliverance in the name of Jesus. And those that are watching this program, may every need that they have be touched by the Savior and the Creator of life and the world. Holy God, now in this service today, as we hear your word, may it touch our hearts. May your anointing be upon pastor that we would receive what is said and that you would use that for your glory. Father, everything that we pray for and these favors, we'll thank you. For we ask it all in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen.
and amen. Praise God. With everybody fellowship with everybody. Amen.
Amen. All right. Well, that thing needed an update, so it shut itself off. We're trying to get it figured out. If uh, if it gets updated between now and then, <laughs> she's going to give me a thumbs up. I'm going to turn this thing back on. But if it doesn't, y'all take good notes. Okay? So, <laughs> all right. Again, glad you're here. If you're watching online, hello. Glad you're here. So, continuing this idea of health and wellness, we have considered the importance of the condition of our heart. We talked about that last week. Your history matters. The things that you've been taught, the things that you have believed about yourself, and that you've learned from the time that you were a child, those things matter. They're important to God. And they're important in the way that we, that things that shape our beliefs about God. Check your attitude. Well, that's... <clears throat> I, I'll just leave that one there. And we can probably figure that one out on our own. Lord, help us. And you are not above sinning. Well, that's... Understand that sin wants to take a hold of you. Sin, the enemy wants to control you. He is crouched at the door like a, a prowling lion, seeking whom he may devour. But God has given us power over sin through Jesus. So today we examine regret. To regret means to feel sad, repentant, or disappointed over. Over something that has happened or been done, especially a loss or a missed opportunity. Have you ever experienced regret? That emotion of regret. And it can be it can be something that it's just a minor thing, you know, a, a small missed opportunity, chance we should have taken, or talking differently to someone. Or we can look back on our lives and say, if I had only taken that that one step differently, my life would be completely different. To, and he's not here, he'll pray for Shane. And his story is his own, so I won't share it. I wish he would try to encourage him to but there are things in his life that he could possibly look back on and think oh I shouldn't have done that and I, I look back on it and think man you shouldn't have done that <laughs> but sometimes we we get to thinking about it and we get to to seeing the way that it would have mapped out and if I hadn't have done this then that wouldn't have happened and if I hadn't done that then this wouldn't have happened and if I hadn't have done that, it wouldn't have brought me here. So as we look back, as we consider, God is able to use those things that we consider regrets for our good. All right. Hey, let's see if it'll... All right. Thank you, Jesus. Update is done. Sometimes we just need to shut down and update. There's There's a lesson there. So we're going to be in Genesis. We're going to start in chapter 21. Around the year 2060 uh, BC. And and before Christ, time went backwards. So uh, it, it goes, it went from the time of creation and just kept dwindling down until until zero. And then that was the time, around the time Jesus was born. Anyway, 
But around the year 2060, Abraham was having difficulties. Isaac, the child of promise, had been born a few years earlier, and he was now old enough to be weaned. Around now, that's about mm, between six months to a year, but in biblical times, it was anywhere from two to five years old. So, a celebration was happening in order to mark this milestone occasion. And during the celebration, Ishmael, that, that son of Abraham and Hagar, began to mock and laugh at young Isaac. And Mama saw it. So we're in chapter 21. And uh, it says that, that Sarah looked at this and, and she was upset. And she called Abraham over. Excuse me. <laughs> You need to send that woman and her child away. And this idea upset Abraham. This thing, it tells us, was grievous to him. This word meaning displeasing or evil to the heart of Abraham because he cared for his firstborn son. But the Lord had instructed Abraham to, to do what Sarah asked. He said, all right, she's asking for this. Send the woman away. And then he promised to make a nation for the sake of Abraham. We see in, in verses 14 through 16, Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread and a bottle of water and gave it unto Hagar, putting it on her shoulder and the child and sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. And the water was spent in the bottle. And she cast the child under one of the shrubs. And she went and sat her down over against him a good way off, as it were a bowshot. For she said, Let me not see the death of the child. And she sat over against him and lifted up her voice and wept. So Abraham got up early in the morning. We see this is a habit of Abraham, especially when he has something to do that he doesn't want to do. All right, let's get this over with. So he rose up early in the morning, and he gave her bread and a bottle of water and said, All right, y'all, be on your way. And they went out into the wilderness of Beersheba, meaning well of the oath. And the two of them, as they're traveling on, and it says that they're wandering around. She was from, Hagar was from Egypt. But it had been decades since she had lived in Egypt. So she's wandering around trying to find her way and she she finds herself in the midst of a wilderness and all the bread is gone and all the water is gone. So she lays Ishmael down under a shrub. Now this is just a side note and I do want to, you know, the, the word of the Lord is good and it's serious, but this child was at least 15 years old at the time. So I don't know why she was the one. She could have just said, boy, go, go lay under a shrub. But it says that she put him under there. Anyway, that's just a... I thought it was weird. But, um, you know, the, the word of the Lord is good. But she, she lays him under the shrub. And she goes off about the, the distance 
that you, an archer could shoot an arrow. And she goes off because she doesn't want to see the child die. So she sits under her own tree and she cries. And she lifts up her voice to the Lord and she weeps. Lord, wow. <laughs> see, about 15 years earlier, she had been in this same type of situation. She had been sent away by Sarah. And the Lord had met with her there. And she had called the Lord, El Roi, the God who sees me. So she had had an encounter with God before this time. So she calls out to him again. And we see in verses 17 through 21, And God heard the voice of the lad. And the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said unto her, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God hath heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad, and hold him in thine hand, for I will make him a great nation. And God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. So she had been there forever how long, suffering, wandering around in the wilderness, and and at the point of thinking she and her son were both going to die, and the Lord opened her eyes. The well was there the whole time. Later on this well, in, in this chapter, the well is disputed. It's between Abraham and, and the flocks of Abimelech. So this well was there. It was named later on Beersheba, well of the oath. So the well was there, but she couldn't see it. So God opened her eyes to the well of water, and she went and filled the bottle with water and gave the lad drink. And God was with the lad, and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer. And he dwelt in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother took him wife out of the land of Egypt. So the Lord provided, he heard the cries of both Ishmael and Hagar, but he especially mentions the cries of the boy. She was to go lift him up and give him water. And After they were both refreshed, it says that they lived in Paran, and God was with the boy, and he became a great nation. He married an Egyptian woman. Now fast forward. About 160 years. We're going to be in Genesis 37. 160 years from then. So fast forward and Abraham's great grandson Joseph was experiencing some conflict with his brothers. Some issues to say the least. Yes. So... Joseph was clearly the favorite son. He was the firstborn of the wife that his dad actually loved and wanted. And his dad had given him this coat, a fancy coat with many colors. And this was significant because at that time, the weaving process would have been such that it was more difficult to weave with other colors than just one solid color. So it would have been a little more expensive. It would have taken longer to produce. So this special coat. And 
this brother, Joseph, he kept telling his other brothers about his dreams. Hey, y'all, do you want to hear what, what I was shown in the middle of the night? I saw that, that I was standing up. I was a bundle of wheat, and I was standing up, and all of y'all were bundles of wheat too, and y'all bowed down to me. Okay, <clears throat> if, if any of my siblings are watching right now, just, just mute it for a second. As the favorite child, I understand how it feels, okay? I know. I know what it's like. But you, but you don't have to, like, go out and brag about it. I mean, just the confidence in yourself is enough, right? So, so he's telling them all these things. I've seen from the Lord that he's going to make me great. And I'm going to lead all of y'all. And they hate him. Again, I feel that feel too, but um, <laughs> bless it. So they begin to resent Joseph. And we see in chapter 37 that Jacob sends Joseph, go check on your brothers. They're, they're uh, shepherds and they're out in the field somewhere grazing the sheep. And Jacob says, go check on them, see what they're doing. And Joseph was a, he was a little immature. Maybe a bit of a snitch. So it's possible that Jacob sent him out there to check and see if they were doing what they were supposed to and maybe report back to him. Again, those of us who are goody goodies, you know. Bless our hearts. So so he goes to this place where they should have been and he, he's wandering around. He's wandering around trying to find his brothers. And then he meets up with someone who says, oh, they're, they're in a different field. They've been here, but they're in a different field. Go, go look for them over here. So they see him coming. Oh, there he is, that dreamer. And they begin to plot together. What should we do? We have him out here far away from dad. What should we do? So they begin to debate. Should we kill him? Let's just kill him and take his coat and and we're going to tell dad that a wild animal attacked him. And this is all we found of him. And then some of the other ones say, let's not do that. That's a little extreme. Let's just throw him in this pit. And we'll leave him there with no food or water. So it won't be a direct result of us killing him we'll just leave him there to suffer out in the wilderness with no food or water oh hmm, strange so in verses 23 through 24 it says excuse me through 25 it says and it came to pass when joseph was come unto his brethren that they stripped joseph out of his coat his coat of many colors that was on him and they took him and cast him into a pit and the pit was empty there was no water in it. And they sat down to eat bread, and they lifted up their eyes and looked, and behold, a company of Ishmaelites came from Gilead with their camels, bringing spicery and balm and myrrh, going to carry it down to Egypt. Huh. So they saw him come and they stripped him of his fancy coat and they threw him into this empty whale. No water. 
in the middle of the wilderness. And they had agreed not to shed his blood, but they're <laughs> they're going to allow the hunger and the thirst to get him. And they're over there just eating their lunch, hearing him yell. I mean, I could. I, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to add to the scripture, but I can imagine this happening. You know, hey guys, this joke's up. Come on, guys, let me out, let me out. And they're just over there trying to ignore him. And then it says that they lifted up their eyes. Much like Hagar, the brothers lifted their eyes and saw a solution. A band of Ishmaelites. Huh. Now see, Ishmaelites, that that name sounds familiar. Because this group would have been traders, traders, people who trade. Gypsies, carpetbaggers, they they were headed west back to Egypt where they were from. Hmm. They had obviously been on a, a treasure hunting trip. They had balms and spices and they were taking them back to Egypt. Huh. Verses 23 through 28 excuse me, 26 through 28 say, And Judah said unto his brethren, What profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh. And his brethren were content. (laughs) Sounds good, guys. Yeah, let's do that. Then there passed by Midianites, merchant men, And they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver and they brought Joseph into Egypt. So just as God told Hagar to lift up Ishmael, they lifted up Joseph and turned him over to his distant cousins. And see... uh, if, if any of y'all, and I promise Dr. Darius did not preach this. He did mention this. So I was like, oh, wow, and I wrote it down. Uh, but he said, he made mention, so I will, I will acknowledge that it was him who said that sometimes it's the praise that lifts us out. Because Judah, the name Judah means praise. So it's, it's the praise that lifts us out of the pit sometimes. So they lift him up. And they sell him. And then Joseph is taken to his place of purpose. Not where he had planned. Not where he had realized he was going. But God's expected end for him. And who was the one that took him there? The Ishmaelite. See, God knows where I'm going. He, <laughs> Abraham and Sarah had tried to outsource the promise of God. They had heard from God, you're going to have a, a child. He's going to, you're going to father many nations. And perhaps in the back of Abraham's mind, he was wondering where Ishmael would get to fit into God's plan. And then Sarah insisted that Hagar and Ishmael be sent away. And this hurt 
the heart of Abraham because again his expected end was this son will inherit something from me this son will get something of my legacy and Joseph you see he, he had had this vision of what he would become God had shown him in part through dreams that he would become a leader that he would be a ruler over his family that he would somehow be lifted up but this dream seemed impossible where he was in the land of Canaan because he was one of the youngest sons he would not have had the same level of power and influence and inheritance as the oldest And then it certainly wouldn't have seemed like he would have gotten anything when he was thrown into a pit and then sold into slavery. And perhaps he wondered, God, what are you doing? (laughs) I'm being sent away from my family. You told me that I'm going to be a ruler and a leader and you've shown me these things, but God... Where am I headed? Please recognize from this story that God always has a plan. Always. Nothing comes as a surprise to God. The things that shock us. The things that we think, this is awful and this is the end of me and this is the worst thing ever. Did not come as a surprise to God. God always has a plan the first thing that we see through this story is that regret can become a rescue often we criticize Abraham and Sarah for their impatience taking matters into their own hands there was nothing that we can see from scripture that God told him don't do that we criticize them We understand that Ishmael was not God's plan for Abraham to become a great nation. He was not the one through whom all these covenant blessings were to pass. But God never said to Abraham, don't take Hagar as your wife. We don't see that in God's word. So there are things that happen sometimes... That we look back with regret. But that was a plan and a purpose that God had for us. Because if Ishmael had not been there. How many times have we done something? How many regrets are you living with? Because you should have waited on the Lord. should have listened better. I should have done differently in that situation. But without an Ishmael. Without that regret, without an Ishmael, there would never have been Ishmaelites. A hundred and six years later, someone to take Joseph out of the pit and take him into the promise of God for his life. If I hadn't had this regret, then that wouldn't have been the setup for this rescue. 
This is not to condone us making mistakes, okay? Understand that. It is simply a reminder that God can take disobedience, distractions, poor decisions, and just general disappointments in our lives and rescue our futures. The second thing to understand is that God sees you. (laughs) Both of these young men probably thought they were going to die. Over and over in chapter 21, it says that God heard the prayer of Ishmael. He heard the cry of Ishmael. So obviously, Ishmael was calling out to God, worried, concerned that he was going to suffer and die. Being out in the wilderness was not a result of anything that either of them had done wrong. Hear that again. Being out in the wilderness was not a result of anything that they had done wrong. Being in the wilderness was where their fathers had sent them. Sit with that for just a second. They had not done wrong out in, to, to be out in the wilderness. It was not something that they had wandered off from God that they had wandered away from their families. It was not anything that they were being punished for. Their father sent them into the wilderness. There, perhaps both of them had, had thought, I wish that I had known this was going to happen. Maybe I would have thought it through a little better. Maybe I would have brought a little more water. More than just one water bottle for me and my mom. (laughs) Or maybe Joseph would have thought, well, I I probably should have run. When they tried to get a hold of me, just take off running. I, I should have been more aware. I regret not being more prepared. But their heavenly father saw their suffering. A whale was miraculously revealed to Hagar in the wilderness to rescue Ishmael. And then the descendants of Ishmael were sent to take Joseph to the place where his dreams would literally come true. Because the father knows your strengths and your dreams and his plans for you. And it is within his power to see that the regrets will get us there. Those things that we look back on, I wish I hadn't, I wish I'd done differently, I wish I hadn't. But sometimes it's that thing that brings us back. The third thing we see is that he is directing our steps. Earlier in the story, again, Hagar had run away but was told to come back to Sarah. It was God's timing that, that Hagar come back and give birth to Ishmael there to allow him to have the direction of his father for a time. He also knew when it was time for her to leave and take the boy toward Egypt. Joseph was that beloved son and could have been blessed in Canaan. Absolutely, he could have been blessed and had had flocks and and married a, a lovely Canaanite girl and everything would have been fine. But it wouldn't have been God's plan. 
You see, God knew that Joseph would have endured the torture of his brothers and that he needed to learn a few things before his dreams could come to fruition. And God also knew that a famine would come upon the land and that the family of Jacob would suffer and that they would need to be saved. Now, I'm, I, you don't have to turn there, but if you want to write it down. In Genesis chapter 15, <laughs> in Genesis chapter 15, verses 13 and 14, God says something interesting to Abraham. He says, And he said unto Abraham, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs. Now, all before this, he had said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a land of promise. You're, that's going to be your land, your inheritance. But then he says, Your seed will be a stranger in a land that is not theirs. And shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge. And afterwards shall they come out with great substance. Okay, so let's think about this for a second. Seventy years before... I'm excuse me, seventy years. No, not that long. Bless my heart. Quite a few. Decades before Ishmael is born or Isaac is born. Decades before this, God says to Abraham, who was around 70 at the time, God says to Abraham, Yes, I'm going to make a great nation of you, but your people are going to be strangers in a land and they're going to be oppressed and. I'm going to bring them out. And then Abraham makes this decision to to have Ishmael and it seems like a regret and it seems like a bad choice. And he gets sent away and 160 years later the Ishmaelites take the great-grandson of Abraham with them to Egypt when there's a then there's a famine and and Abraham's family his grandson and his great grandchildren and great great grandchildren come to Egypt to be rescued and then they live in that land for 400 years and they become oppressed and slaves. And then Moses rises up and leads them out. But see, we look at Ishmael and we say, Ah, oh, he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but when, when Abraham, before he had any children, <laughs> God said, God said, about 600 years from now, Abraham, in a time that you're never going to see, in a time that you're not going to know about, 600 years from now, the family, the great nation that I'm going to make of you is going to be in a land that's not theirs, and then they're going to be let out. 
God, what do you, what do you mean? What do you mean? But see, it was a setup. This was a setup because God allowed Ishmael to be born. He, he didn't condemn Abraham. He allowed this to happen. And then, and then he allowed Abraham to send him away into the wilderness. And then God allowed Joseph to be thrown into a pit and sold into slavery so that he could go and and rescue his family and that they could all come into Egypt and then God allowed them to become slaves and to develop a desire within them to be set free and then God sent someone to deliver them into the land that God had promised Abraham 600 years prior there is no regret There is nothing that God cannot redeem. There is no mistake. There is no problem that you have made. There is nothing that you have done that God cannot turn around for your good. So Abraham's regret saved Joseph. And Joseph saved the family of Abraham. God is protecting your future. By using your past. There is nothing that God cannot redeem. All things. All things are working together for your good. All things. Just because you've experienced regret doesn't mean that God is done with you. (laughs) Or that God... Is not able to change things. See, God is able to take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it for good. Those things that the, the enemy wants to use to shame you. Those things that the enemy wants to, to make you look back on and say, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. God's going to turn it around. Place all of your regrets in God's hands. Today, just turn them over to Him. God, I I wish I hadn't have done that. Remember the truth of God's Word. that Regret can become a rescue. God sees you, and He is directing your steps. So today... And that is, so, the enemy can, can use our past, whoo, big time, and say, oh, you shouldn't have done that, shouldn't have done that, shouldn't have done that. And the things, even the sins that you've committed, again, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to pass them over and say it was all right, but even the sins that you committed, the results of those sins, God can turn it around and use it as, as a way for you to witness to people, as a way to say, I, I was there, but God broke the chains and set me free (sighs) this morning I guess it's still morning I don't even know if we can stand and let's do that last song (laughs) Um, because and and during the song (laughs) during the song accept this okay accept it (laughs) accept it receive Amen.
The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. My God will never fail. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Sing, there's power in the mighty name of Jesus. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war he wages. Every war he wages, he will win. So I'm not backing down. So I'm not backing down from any giant. I know how this story ends. I know how this story ends. Yes, I know how my story ends. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to my Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. You take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Sing that again. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Only he can do that. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. And you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. Yes, you turn it for good. Oh, you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good lord turn it for good you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good lord turn it for good i'm gonna see a victory 
I'm gonna see a victory For the battle belongs to my Lord I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory For the battle belongs to you, Lord I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Sing, you take what the enemy meant. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. Yes, you turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. Yes, you turn it for good. Oh, you take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. Yes, to turn it for good. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you. You are good and you are only good. We know that you have a plan and a purpose for each life that is here. God, turn our regrets around. What the enemy tries to attack us with, what he tries to remind us of, God, turn it around for our good. Now we say over your people, may Yahweh, (laughs) may the God who is anything you need, bless you and keep you make his face to shine upon you may he be gracious to you and may he give you his peace in jesus name amen